0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Aspire podcast. Now, this is actually a co-led podcast with Ben, who runs the Level Up Academy podcast. Um, And today, we're just going to be talking about all things fitness, who we are as, you know, business owners in our early 20s as well, um, and just our journeys. So if you want to introduce yourself.
1: Hello, guys. I am Ben. Um, I'm the owner of Level Up Academy. I always give Chang Yang a bit of grief here because (laughs) we are the real Level Up Academy, but now she's... uh, She's, renamed, re-branded. Yeah, yeah, she's rebranded. <laughs> uh, I've got my territory back. <laughs> but no, um, I'm Ben. Uh, I help guys pretty much level up their body, mind and life. Um, I do a few other things. Um, so I helped uh, Chengang, and um, we were part of a mentorship group. And that's why we're here today. And now we're good friends and in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, it's crazy actually the fact that we met a few years back like through the mentorship, mm-hmm. right? And now we're both living in Dubai. I was in London back then. And where were you? Were you already, I was I in, yeah. No, you were in Belfast, well, I think?
1: Well, when when was that when did you join 20 i
0: think august 2021
1: uh were you here? no so i've been here yeah i would be in Dubai but yeah. i've been here two years now yeah so yeah uh, two years this last week so it was yeah. it's
0: crazy yeah and have uh, you been finding it
1: yeah mm. <laughs> every place has pros and cons um yeah. it's my first time living away and abroad there's aspects i absolutely love here mm-hmm. like today we're just this is normal, our conversations are normal in regards to mm. very growth minded and yeah. things. But then there is obviously cons of, of places too. But for the most part, this chapter of life, growing, scaling, improving myself, it, it serves that good purpose. Yeah, um, it's also good to sound. What about you, how do you find it?
0: I'm loving it. Um, obviously like when I came, it was for like a two week holiday, right? And then I kind of just never left. And I think that's sort of the same for a lot of people here. Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't mean to be here either Right Yeah I, Mine wasn't a holiday long. It was like It was more of a <laughs> I couldn't get into Cyprus at the time So yeah. it was more of a like uh, Right I'll stay here for It was actually two weeks too But yeah. I just kept renewing it And then I got to the stage Where I was paying so much to renew my visa I was like oh, um, I was like Maybe I should stay here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny how that's literally happened to everyone. Like, it's always been just like an almost like accident that you end up here. Yeah. Uh, but no, same as you. I think, like, to be here, everyone here is very driven, right? Everyone mm. comes for a reason. I think it's not an easy place to survive if you're just passive. Mm. So I like the fact that, again, the conversations that we have that are, like, very much about, like, growing right like personal development kind of pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone becomes very normalized whereas I feel like back home you don't really have these conversations as often and people don't really are on the same wavelength um so I know I've been loving it
1: what mm-hmm. like for everyone listening when people say growth minded what's the shift between here and well London's a big city or is there a shift mm-hmm. or as even back home like what is the shift what's what, what what do you mean by what have you experienced when you said like right growth minded
0: I think it's just like when you here, people, they'll have an idea and they'll take action. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're like, nothing really stops them. They, they don't sit around going, oh, but what if I fail? What if this and that? It's yeah. more like, how can I make this happen? I have this idea. I'm going to make it happen. Right. Go away. Stop stealing the limelight. Yeah. Um, whereas I think in London, it's funny because it is a big city, but yeah. even then it was always like you meet people and they have these ideas, but no one's, like they, they're a lot more passive. And then obviously New Zealand, I think it's even more so the case, but I think it's because the environment is just so comfortable that there is no reason to mm. kind of strive for more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this fly is going about right. To give a bit of context, we're both sitting at a table <laughs> and there's a fly in the middle of it. So trying to act normal
0: like there's no fly, but it is literally <laughs> right between us flying in my face. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Just like action takers here, um, not scared of failure. They're willing to you know actually take risks and I, I absolutely love that I think when you're young like why not right
1: yeah for me I remember really clearly like one of the first days um and this is really small it's 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 something really small but I just remember like everyone in the voice notes and I was like people back home don't send voice notes and everyone's <laughs> a little bit more forward and they communicate oh, yeah, more yeah. and then I remember like first few weeks like meeting people everyone has an app idea like everyone has like a, a yes. business venture or an app idea or something. And you're like, okay, like yeah. there must be, there's definitely like an entrepreneurial spirit. And yeah. yeah, like the limiting belief aspect. There's no like, I think people for me back home in Belfast, people wait wait for permission. Mm. They might have the idea. I truly do believe everyone has ambitions, mm. but it's like how they're, how weighed down those ambitions are. Like it might be their way down, by like oh I can't do this people can't like people know this or I can't find funding all the, all these things where it's like here it's just like oh I've got an ambition, I'll go in action I'll go and do it it's like right at the forefront yeah. um and then I also just it was just have a higher level of demand and standard like yeah. the other day I was walking back from the gym and it was just like someone again really young and they're obviously on like a work call And they're just talking about millions. I'm just like, where back home would you have someone just randomly down the street talking about millions? And I'm like, it's not that money motivates or anything, but that type of scale and growth, you're like, whoa, it is. It's like, Mm. and they were talking about like different countries. And I was just like, generally Mm -hmm. walking and overheard the conversation i was like the fact that that is normal is crazy
0: yeah it opens up your mind doesn't it because you start realizing that you're also playing maybe so small yeah right because you're in your little bubble and you're like yeah i'm doing pretty well and then you hear about what other people do and you're like oh my god you're like there are so many other things i could be doing as well i'm just playing so small like i'm a little piece of a puzzle right now
1: yeah and like Mm -hmm. like we're obviously fitness coaches and stuff Mm -hmm. and even that was one thing i like when you go to some of the gyms and you see like world-class physiques or Mm -hmm. Mm world-class athletes and you're like I haven't done this in 10 years, I don't look like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, did you find any of that?
0: Um, I think my past self probably would have found that, but I feel like I'm in a place now where I just am so desensitized to like physiques and body types, having body as well. And I just, yeah, I don't really compare myself in that way anymore or go like, I go to the gym, I'm like, whoa, everyone's so like yeah. in world class shape. But I did recognize like in Benue, especially, like everyone's massive and everyone's just incredible. But no, it wasn't something that hit me. I think it was more the kind of career aspects that really got me, being like, wow, yeah. people are achieving so much at the same age as me or even younger. Like there are so many people who were younger doing so much more, and yeah. that I find so inspiring because I'm like, wow, well, I can do more as well.
1: Yeah, I like on yeah. the training aspect. I remember I was in welfare mm. and there was a girl and she was doing like handstands, like <laughs> literally for like half an hour while I was I was doing like a a, a run. Yeah work out and like, yeah. she was doing that. And I was just like, you would not get this back home in Belfast. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That was one thing, but I did a career aspect too. I was like, yeah. definitely just a, like a legal, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing is like, people here realize that like you don't have to hold yourself to any sort of identity. I think it's mm. very easy for us um, to almost create this identity for ourselves, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we almost create this like box where it's like, well, this is who I am. Mm. So I have to continue being this person um you know like when you look at maybe like back at home i know that you know most people they study a degree and then that degree leads them to a particular job and it's almost like there's no possible way to even think that they could do anything else besides what they've studied whereas Mm. i feel like here it's like like, again people have like a job and they have a side hustle then they're like oh but i want to do this and it's like well what's stopping you i don't need a certain degree i don't need anyone else to validate me i'm just going to do it Mm. and i think that's so powerful as well right yeah it is indeed Mm.
1: And it sounds like you've been through a whole big shift since being in dubai would you say that's been the case like mm-hmm. yeah what were you what, what was changing when she came here and what, what, who is she now
0: i definitely think um having come to Dubai, i've learned how to actually like live my life a little bit more um like because there is so much to do here and so many people to meet, I found that I've actually given myself some time back to be like, you know what, I'm going to actually explore these things, actually create more connections. And I we had a discussion about this. Like, it made me realize there was so much more to life than just being in my room working. Um, and, of course, it doesn't mean I don't work as hard, but it's just made me realize, like, okay, like, I actually want to get myself out and do things that are going to create experiences and memories for myself. Um, and actually live like someone who's in her 20s how
1: about you yeah for me definitely like I Mm. find I think post lockdown I came here straight after lockdown and I was just blown away by like how many things there were to do Mm. so I would say I've definitely like I definitely work hard like Mm. I I work as much I I do I want to pour every single bit of me into what I'm doing at this stage of life. Yeah. But I, being here, there's so many different options. And I felt like before the only option was to go and enjoy yourself was like alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't obviously, I actually probably drink more here than oh, where really? I did back home. <laughs> like, well, not this <laughs> year. This year I haven't drank, One I've drank once this whole year, yeah. but last year and years before. But I think it was different because of the people, because mm-hmm. of the environment. And there was more to offer. And I find that, like, because there was more fun things that really engaged me and it wasn't just, like, your normal sort of thing, going in uh, drinking for the sake of drinking on a Saturday night. There was, like, experiences. It really, yeah, it really enforced me to, yes, work hard, but then also as well enjoy myself more. So, like, Mm -hmm. loads of people, when I go back home, they're like, well, you're completely different. Like, you enjoy yourself more. There's more color. There's more, um, you seem more relaxed. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely helped on that side, having a, a lot more of a social scene,
0: more a richer life.
1: Yeah, yeah and like even like the things we were talking about, like going volleyball and mm-hmm. stuff. And you talk like in between your playing volleyball and doing something like that, you're like having conversations about business or about coaching or mm-hmm. about what you're up to or your marathon. Like mm-hmm. you, like we were saying about people's standards. Like if you've done a marathon, you're in the top one percent of the world really yeah for my I, I don't that. know where like i, oh, yeah. I don't know that yeah yeah so like you're a top one percent percenter. yeah like yeah. Do you know what i mean so many people say that but that's like normal and like all oh, our friend group it's is so like, normalized yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah, that's yeah. also
0: why i didn't realize it was such a big like deal like oh, i just ran a marathon because i'm like everyone around me is doing like iron Yeah, yeah yeah that's true
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy
0: it's funny because um obviously you mentioned like drinking and all that and then going out and then still you know owning your own business and still staying in shape so clearly like you're able to have it all by i think when people are very career driven, you know you always have the excuse of oh, i'm gonna work on my fitness goals later after mm. you know maybe in two years time or you have people who are just super into the gym but then they don't really know how to navigate say you know their career or a social life how do you have it all
1: mm. one of the biggest things i used to when i was like my biggest goal of training right now it isn't mm-hmm. solely on how i look it is one factor but it isn't like one piece of the pie but it's not all the power where mm-hmm. it used to be absolutely everything and mm-hmm. i used to get really annoyed in regards to like why can't i stay consistent or follow through or progress as mm-hmm. fast as what i'd like to and i realized that i was working a ridiculous amount like i was my coaching business just flew off and i was helping a lot of people and i didn't have the awareness back then to realize a lot of it was done my energy mm-hmm. when i have poor energy that it then resulted in me making poor decisions that inhibited the ability to make progress. So the big thing that allows for me to progress personally, physically, professionally is understanding my energy. Mm -hmm. So yes, I said earlier on about I want to pour as much as I can into my work, but those breaks um, are massive for me. Mm -hmm. And I've spent the last five years really doubling down on energy management and understanding that. And even like some things, even like emotional, uh, emotional energy, physical energy, mental energy, Mm -hmm. like even just really getting the grips in regards to, right, what is my energy and how, when do I need to sort of step away from the laptop? When do I need to step away from work? And actually the most productive thing for me is going having fun Mm -hmm. and by having fun or by letting myself relax, that given me so much more of a higher vibration and that carrying over into my into my coaching and into mm. my work and that then progressing. So I would definitely say the biggest thing has been energy and just understanding my energy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um that's allowed me to have it all within the uh physique, training, career and social life. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Like when I say that, what comes up for you?
0: For me, it was routine. Um, yeah. You know, growing up, I think I really struggled with like just time management. Mm. Um, and then obviously when you can't manage your time, time manages you, right? Like everything's just all over the place. And then that becomes very over- overwhelming. You feel like you're doing a lot of things at once. But when you actually analyze your time, you're not doing anything productive. Mm. Um, so I actually learned this through bodybuilding, like because I had such a strict routine to follow in my like diet training. I applied that to obviously then my career and then my social life and just made sure that I really just kind of broke everything down and just planned everything to the T. Um, And that allowed me to then actually be able to kind of visualize time and be able to then manage it better. And then of course, energy management. So knowing when am I most productive? When is it better to do work? When is it better to actually go work out and have that downtime? And being able to then kind of just block those out um, and compartmentalize my life. I think that's mm. what it was. Um, or else you just have all these different things going on and it, it is hard. It can be really overwhelming. Mm.
1: Mm. What, like, when did it start to click?
0: Mm.
1: When did the routines and stuff start to click for you?
0: Honestly, um, I think it was bodybuilding. Like, yeah. That's why I would never regret going through that um, Mm. because it really taught me, like, if I can manage my time, if I can manage my own expectations and if I can just show up and get the work done, I'm going to get the outcome that I want. I think, you know, bodybuilding teaches you what you put in, you get out. So if you plan things out properly, then you're going to get out what you, you know, plan for. So same with like, you know, if you're trying to achieve success in your body and your performance and your career does your plan like does your daily schedule reflect that like mm. if you look at your google calendar is it going to show you what you really are prioritizing right now and what you're working towards if it's not then that's probably why you're finding yourself doing all these different things and putting so much energy into these areas but still not getting the outcome you want because you actually haven't probably planned for it at all
1: mm. and mm. tell like talk about that stage when i first met you and you were mm. like in the corporate career <laughs> yeah. and you were like cr- like because how did, you, how did you manage training and everything yeah. then and also building your coaching business? Because I remember you were an absolute machine. <laughs>
0: you know what? I think when you have that pressure behind you as well, you're going to execute. I okay. really do believe like when you have that pressure that you're going to execute. But um, at the same time, I think I just really, I wanted it all so badly. Like I really mm. set my mind to it. And I'm someone that if I set my mind to something, I'm going to make sure it happens. Um, so yeah, back then I was what, like getting up at like 5 a.m., um, starting work there like the coaching stuff and then mm. heading to the gym to get my faster cardio done getting my workout done coming back right before my 9 AM call um in corporate and then between like corporate calls working on coaching as well filming content and then afterwards around like 8 9 p.m i'd switch off from corporate and then get back into coaching um and like you know in hindsight that's definitely not sustainable but i think um i kind of i realized that I couldn't have balanced for a few years if I really, really wanted to push this and get to mm. where I want to be now. Um, so yeah, I, it, I think it was just that pressure behind me being like, I really want to make a change in my life right now. These are these goals I really, really want to strive for. So I'm going to do everything I can to get there. And I'm not going to take like no for answer. I'm not going to take any sort of excuse I give myself as an answer.
1: So there's periods where you lock in and then periods where you sort of... Push
0: and pull periods, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was definitely like a push for a good year or two. Which again, in hindsight, I think not sustainable in the long term. But I do feel like a lot of people do need to give them themselves that year mm. or two to just grind it out, because that one year or two years of grinding is going to push you forwards five years ahead. Right?
1: Monk. Go in the monk mode. As Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for a year or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not forever. No. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think I do think that. I think that there is a period where you need to build your life. Mm. It doesn't matter what is going on. And you just need to like, what does I want? Why is it I want that? Yeah. And You need to. As bad as the sounds, there is elements where you need to make sacrifices, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's not forever. It's yeah. just going for a short period of time.
0: Yeah. And I think the word sacrifice has a very negative connotation to it. Yeah. Like look in life. If you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another thing. Right. So there's always going to be a sacrifice made. So mm. it's, like, it's like looking at, well, what do you see as worthy of sacrificing right now mm. for the greater good? And that could be like, yeah, if you want to get ahead in your career and you want to build a life where you have this freedom and you get to live life on your own terms, well, then you're going to have to sacrifice some of that freedom right now, maybe in your social life or in, you know, the instant gratification that you're getting from all these other elements in life. And that's totally okay as well.
1: Yeah. The thing that I think about when it comes to sacrifices is like when I know that there's something that's challenging Mm. on the other, other side of it is a is a better man yeah. is a is a better person mm. and like i also i think that when people sometimes get towards a boundary they fear it mm. i want to see what boundaries i've got yeah. i want to like and i want to see how much i can grow and like mm. i as, i sit down at the end of every year and i have a coffee with myself and i look over like right every single year I write a statement for the following year and i look over right what happened how did it go And anything that's been hard, I'm proud of. Like, I'm proud of that. And, like, in the moments where, for me, when I'm going through those sacrifices, Mm. it's just, like, this is the reason why most people give up. Yeah. Like, the the extra mile is never crowded. And that's the thing that I think about and that really drives me. There's other things, like, drive me, like, people outside of that, like, Mm -hmm. and things that I want to do outside of that. But, like, internally, they're the type of things for me that I think about. Do you, like, is there anything... Is yours similar? Is yours different? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um, definitely leaning to discomfort, like learning to actually love that discomfort. Also why I was like, I'm going to do a marathon. Because again, I think once you've proven to yourself, once that if you do something hard, it's going to give you so much more confidence back. It's going to really show you what you're capable of. Mm. It becomes really addicting, like the game of how much discomfort can I put myself through, right? Mm. Um, But again, I think by doing those hard things, it enables you to then recognize that, you can achieve whatever you want in life. Like there's no goal that's too ambitious or too out of reach. It's whether you are okay with, you know, setting yourself up for that discomfort and whatever you have to go through to achieve it. Mm. If you're willing to withstand anything, like any sort of pain that comes to you, then you can probably achieve anything you want in life. Yeah,
1: And like Mm. I've seen you achieve a lot last Mm. few years. If you had to do it in half the amount of time, how would you do it?
0: Ooh, half the <laughs> amount of time.
1: <laughs> that's the question I ask on the level on my level of academy podcast, everyone, if you had to do it half the amount of time, how would you do it? Yeah,
0: worked with a mentor earlier.
1: Okay, everyone I'm, says that. Let's no get really. to Chang Yang. How would Chang Yang?
0: How would I work to my mental health earlier, realize okay. that my mental well-being and my emotional well-being is a pillar that's going to either push me forwards faster or stop mm-hmm. me, right? Because I think your mental well-being is so closely then tied to your productivity and your ability to do the do. Mm. If mentally you're not in a good place, if you're emotionally volatile, then there's absolutely no way that you can do your work at its best output, right? Mm -hmm. You're distracted. You're not able to think clearly. Mm. Your whole thinking's distorted. And, you know, I realized that Having gone through a lot of just like ups and downs with business and, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're going to go through that. And I realized that it wasn't all these different things that I was pinpointing, but rather the problem was me because I was a common denominator, you know, and when a challenge arises and I haven't done the personal work mentally and emotionally, I end up stopping myself from actually overcoming it. At a, mm. at a rate that I'd like to, right? You end up kind of sitting there for a little bit longer because mm. you don't know how to handle it yourself. You don't know how to handle it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, definitely investing more into my own personal development and my emotional and mental well being.
1: What about as an athlete?
0: As an athlete, uh, to get myself to where though, like
1: where are you are today, like mm, the shape and the performance yeah, that you yeah. have now.
0: Ooh. I don't think I would have wanna I wouldn't have wanted the journey to go any faster. Like yeah. I really like I'm actually, I appreciate having struggled for a few years through like high school mm. uni because that taught me so much. Mm. And it's the only reason why I coach and do what I do today. Right. Mm. So I'm glad I spent all those years struggling with my body. Cause now I really relate to women who have spent years struggling with their body and dieting. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't regret spending two and a half years bodybuilding and neglecting my health. Like, in hindsight now i have the awareness of why it's so important to educate women especially around their menstrual cycles and you know exercise and dieting um so i don't regret any of that and i wouldn't want to have gone any faster like i appreciate the time there yeah yeah that's fair yeah how about you what would you say
1: um i'll start with the body aspect Mm. i think i was a bit ignorant with the body aspect i think Mm. i didn't uh i was under the impression a lot of it was like you either don't have a discipline or do have a discipline. So uh-huh. I didn't understand my own behaviors. I didn't understand my relationship with food. Um, so I would probably not, if I did it half the amount of time. Yeah. I would definitely just not put the man up button on mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would definitely actually sit down and think, well, why is that? What is it's happening there? And I would dive into it a little bit deeper in regards to physical. I'd explore I'd, exactly. I'd let myself explore what's possible like I've done ultra marathons I've done bodybuilding I've done photo shoots mm-hmm. I always talk myself out of things so I'd like I in that sense I've probably been really eager pushing coaching and pushing that my mental performance to extremes but I'd say physically I haven't mm-hmm. went with that type of mindset towards it as much as what I've liked so I would like the human body is I Mm. I don't know if I can swear or not I can do uh, (laughs) I can do uh, A lot So Mm. I would put myself under more pressure To do Not pressure um, Timelines to do things Mm. Um, The last few years I've definitely like explored And I've definitely um, Pushed the boundaries with that um, From a performance standpoint So it's like I would love to have If I had to do it in half a minute time I'd set more performance targets So I would Mm. And more performance things To get me out of Um out of my comfort zone and be around well i suppose i said earlier on mentors there's i would do my best to be in environments that inspire me more mm. um with just,
0: people who inspire you yeah well
1: to 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 really k- push me from a, a body perspective mm. um from a personal perspective and career um what would i do and if i had to do it in half the amount of time hmm that's a great question. I'm used to asking everyone else if no one's yeah. ever asked me, it, especially <laughs> on the spot. Um, l- Like you said, mm. the emotional awareness and give myself more space, allow myself to relax, mm. give myself space to think and give myself the ability to think like through problems mm. rather than be dependent on others or do things the way other people say that I should mm. and let myself sort of think through problems yeah yeah i think i probably would have got here a lot faster um and it would have been better no mm. yeah
0: interesting yeah you mentioned obviously your relationship with food yeah tell me a bit more about that what was it like before
1: yeah well like everyone knows that if you um everyone's pretty aware of like say for example if you've a messed of childhood that you that's going to come out in some mm. way shape or form in your adult yeah. life yeah it's exactly the same with your food. Mm-hmm. So it is like that sort of aspect, you'll view food in those ways. So for me, like I grew up, I was known eating 24 Java cakes. My mom was over <laughs> here, my mom was over here uh, a few weeks ago and she told my partner a story about yeah. how when I was five years old, I was at pizza and I had 13 plates <laughs> and an all you can eat buffet. So like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I was a skinny guy, I was skinny fat and I masked yeah. my shitty diet with a ton of activity. Yeah so for me food was the reward food was like I was always conditioned myself like I lived there was four of us so like I remember really like clearly that Fridays and Saturdays Friday night was like KFC night and Saturdays Mm. was like we would get up this massive amount of like chocolates and sweets I was kind of just like you get in fast Mm. otherwise you're not getting it or you're not gonna get it because there's four of you so um I always conditioned myself to eat really fast so it was just a it wasn't a good relationship with food because I just relied on it so much mm. and it was so there was so much sweets and also as well I didn't like my body I started this whole gym because this whole routine because I was in a PE changing room and someone basically says oh look at your moves and that was the final line so it was and yeah. that was like you know what I actually really don't like my body yeah. and I joined the gym straight after it yeah. so when you don't like your body you view food as really uh, in a really negative light mm. And you've been doing it for so long and you haven't really had a great example of someone. And as well, you went and followed all the bodybuilding and you get confused. That fucks me, your, your mm. relationship with food. Yeah. So it took me a long time. It took me to go on that aspect to fix the relationship with food. It took Where I actually really made the most progress on that was when I went slower with things. Mm. And allowed myself to have like slip ups or allowed myself to... Um, to understand more about food rather than mm. like understand the problem, not beat myself up.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: What about like, does any of that relate to you? Do you have any similar circumstances or do you see or yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think my struggle also happened in childhood. Basically, growing up, my mom would say that certain foods were obviously good or bad. I was never allowed like certain snacks. We'd never buy like processed snacks because they were bad. So then obviously I grew up with this sort of like, restrictive mindset right also i am like, oh, never allowed those foods so every time i remember when i would go to a friend's place and their parents bought like a bag of chris i'd be like oh my god it'd be like christmas day and as we'd be sharing it i literally be like just like eating so quickly because i'm like oh my god, my god this is like the only time i can have like these chips or like chocolate mm. right because when i go home it's just not available so i think that obviously then kind of skewed my perception with food to understand that okay certain foods that my mom said is not allowed is bad for me and then obviously then going to my teenage years i wasn't too happy with my body um, when you grow up in an asian household they are very blunt like your parents will just say things and without like registering that you have like emotions and that you know like as a as a girl growing up you're going to have body issues shoes as well um so just out of love my mom would always be like oh like wear a dress don't wear jeans because you have big quads it runs in the family blah 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 all these different things um and that obviously played with my head to a point where I just like really lacked security in my body I absolutely hated my body um was also skinny fat so I was always like oh my gosh like I'm fat but I'm also skinny but then I had big quads like (laughs) <laughs> what is going on and then as you said like when you don't like your body and you're trying to change it and then you hear all these different things being thrown around about food you mm. start associating oh it's this food that is causing me to look this way and that's why yeah. I had like confidence I hate my body because it's this food and I think obviously knowledge is power so when you don't have that knowledge you just become anxious around everything right because mm. you just fear what you don't know um so it's like you know when people fear carbs like there's no actual reason if you ask them they don't know why they're just like oh well carbs are bad it's because they don't have the knowledge to understand it's just calorie intake um and then obviously i think for a lot of people when they start their fitness journey again because you're trying to change your body and they associate their body with just foods in general they create this like morale around food yeah. um, where if they have a certain foods bad if they have another food is good i went through a phase where I was following all these like influences and it was like this like trend where you only had like raw... where you don't cook it over a certain temperature it was really weird um you had to like remove refined sugars you could only bake with like almond flour and not normal flour so then i end up going to this like (laughs) spiral where i was only eating like certain like raw (laughs) foods um that were not cooked over a certain degree when i was baking i was baking with like coconut sugar just avoiding all these different things Mm -hmm. um and i think it took me a while to actually realize like that was never going to get me my dream body. Like mm. <laughs> I was lacking so much knowledge and I was literally just believing everything I saw on the internet. Yeah.
1: Mm. What other mistakes did you make We've all a million.
0: Oh my God, apple cider vinegar <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I was taking daily yeah. shots. And so my yeah. mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, apple cider vinegar is gonna help me lean my stomach out. <laughs> And it's funny cause like you almost like trick your brain into seeing that you're seeing results. Cause I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm losing body Perceble fat, effect. literally I was yeah. like I'm losing body fat cause I'm having apple cider vinegar and I feel so like detoxified. <laughs> now I know like, what the fuck, <laughs> um, what other things, um, um, intermittent fasting, I tried that, that led me to binging. Um, cause yeah. you know, when you're restricting half the day, of course, night comes and you're like, I haven't eaten all day. So I'm allowed to have like four pizzas or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? just a lot of like dumb things really yeah
1: yeah i've done so many stupid stuff um supplements all sorts Mm. yeah just when you look back i remember like i used to think because i was skinny just like more was always better and i just ate so much like i used to make these like 1500 calorie homemade protein bars (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't have two a day (laughs) and i was like and that's (laughs) on top of everything else And like i remember when i first started that like i used to like have like I thought more protein was better. so like eight mm. or 10 eggs a day. Mm. And bear in mind, as an 18 year old lad, like this is <laughs> yeah. not good. Like
0: yeah. That's what a lot of people think, right? Like they're like, they're just like, oh, I need more protein. Yeah. But they don't really understand like w- how much is more protein. Yeah. So they're just in- eating everything they see that's protein without understanding that, well, if you have that much protein, you're probably going to be in a calorie surplus. So no wonder you're not dropping body fat, even though you're having enough protein.
1: It's yeah, <laughs> crazy. So it yeah. And like talk a little bit about your journey now, like Mm. where are you at now training wise?
0: Yeah, just performance based really. Um, Mm. I think it's been the most like refreshing sort of like last year. So obviously stopped bodybuilding early last year just because I realized it was just restricting my lifestyle. I wasn't kind of the best version of myself at all. I was very much had like no character to me. I just cared about the gym and my macros and it just wasn't me. Um, So this past year I've been on a weight gain journey, obviously just like healing my hormones, um, making sure that I got my menstrual cycle back. Um, Obviously then started training for a marathon, which was something I never thought would be possible. Like I was always the girl who was like, I don't run. I suck at running like, That's for losers. I bodybuild and I I, only go to the gym. I
1: actually think I remember at like... We were just talking about training one day, and you were like, Oh, I'm in the hack squat. And I was like, You asked, What are you doing? And I was like, Yeah, I'm doing some conditioning or whatever. And you were like, Running for pussies or something. <laughs> I probably said that. And I was, yeah, I, don't, I remember that.
0: <laughs> I definitely would have said that. Yeah, no, I was very much like, Oh, I'm so much better than anyone else because I only like train at the gym and I lift heavy weights.
1: I, I don't know. I remember too, like, I think it was um <laughs> at the start of the whole ANX thing that you used to always put the same... I just remember you had... I could probably tell you your workout it was the one arm <laughs> came on. And I like, was like, I was like, you probably do every Tuesday, like, she's doing that exercise. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I cared about. And then yeah. obviously I went for a run one day randomly after deciding not to bodybuild. And I was like this feels really uncomfortable. I lasted like five minutes and I was yeah. like, this is so mentally challenging. Like I'm so bored. Um, I went home, called my coach and was like, hey, like I kind of want to get into running cause I just went for a five minute run and it was really hard. And I like the fact that it's hard cause I want to see myself go through this. And mm. he was like, all right. Like, do you want to maybe try for a 5k, see how fast you can run a 5k or maybe like a half marathon. You know, I was like, you know what? I think the half marathon is going to take longer to achieve. And for me, I'm like, I want a goal that's going to take me a while to achieve because I want to work towards it and I want to have to go through hurdles. I want those days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go train. Um, So I was like, let's do a half marathon. Um, And then naturally, what surprisingly was actually a decent runner, did a half marathon just on a weekend, was like, all right, let's do a full marathon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yeah, now we're here, just Mm -hmm. hybrid training, which has been amazing.
1: One thing I really disagree with, right, Mm. is this whole thing, like, start small. Mm. because when you start small what you've done is you started big yeah but you started like you obviously right five minutes to 10 minutes or 10 minutes to 15 minutes mm. but to change your ways and have that pattern interrupt you need something worthwhile the yeah. way i view it is like a seesaw if you've had all these habits or this way of training or this way of thinking or whatever mm. you need something big they're like right we're going to change direction mm. but then you do it day on day out um yeah. so no I, i'm like that and i think for me Because we're obviously like we're similar. Mm. We've done bodybuilding backgrounds, physique based backgrounds. Still, prior I for me, I still want to look good, but it's not like the be all end all. There's a performance aspect, yeah. And this is what I have. This is what I went through, and what I share with a lot of other people. Because a lot of people come to us and they want the body first, Mm. but then later down the line, we'll push them a little bit more towards performance. Is Mm. when you're getting a body you are excited by the challenge Mm. but there's only so long a 12-week period 16-week period 20-week period that you can be excited by that before it has a drop-off effect in regards to it impacts your social life it impacts Mm -hmm. your work it impacts these things so it's like performance you get that excitement and that challenge 12 months a year
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so
1: you do like did you find that like it's that's for me was like a body Mm. you get trans. you, you get you get excited and challenged by it when you're dieting but mm. the rest of the year, it's like, oh, all right, you're training, you might be getting in phase, but it's like, it's not really exciting. you. So that's why I love performance.
0: Yeah. I think you need to combine the two, right? Yeah, Like, um, even when you're chasing that physique goal, a lot of it's still performance, right? Because if you're trying to build muscle, it's like, okay, well, how can we now understand that that's the overarching goal? Mm-hmm. But then inside it, to get to that goal, you do need to have these performance metrics. You need to be getting stronger. You need to track your numbers, right? So in that sense, I think, I never felt like it became mundane because I was focusing on like, okay, well, what are the numbers? Right? Like that it is my, I never get steal though. No, I love the repetition in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, well, it's like you go into the gym and you want to hit new numbers, don't you? Mm. So I guess that is a performance based goal, but in hindsight, I think now having done more hybrid training and the running and those kind of larger goals and mm. ones that are a bit more ambitious yeah, it, it obviously is a lot more exciting when you're doing something that's like really just performance based yeah um but no i never found it getting stale but i can see why people get a bit like get a bit bored out of it yeah
1: yeah like i i love it now getting strong but Mm. there was periods where i was like my lap pull down from three sets of 10 at 55 kilos i want to get to 79 kilos like i was like right okay (laughs) if we're like doing a competition or i've got 10 weeks of this or 10 weeks that it just i find it so much better but like again like i was I packed on size. I went from like 69 kilo to 95 kilo over like Is four it? or five years. So I was yeah. doing it for years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When did you start training actually? Because you're not that old right now.
1: I'm 27. Yeah. I started training 18. Mm, so no, just before I started 18, I'd say properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so near 10 years now.
0: What would you tell Ben na- knowing what you know now when he just, just first started his fitness journey?
1: What would I tell him?
0: Yeah, so... Yeah. That young kid who was starting out.
1: Yeah. I would tell him... Yeah. Get on top of your eating. You're going to be eating every single day for the rest of your life. Understand it. Master it. It's Mm going to be crucial. Um... You can't get on top of your eating for a diet plan. You get on top of your eating for understanding your behaviours, understanding your thoughts around food, Mm. and starting to build a diet. Like, I I talk to this in my programme about building your own blueprint for life. Mm. Build your blueprint for eating. Build your blueprint for that. Training-wise, like I said earlier on, like, uh, use your training and explore how much, like, explore how much you you can really push yourself and try loads of different aspects. Mm. And then, like even though I don't focus so much on, like, body, I still look at myself every single morning, Mm -hmm. 20 seconds in the mirror, and I have to be, like, satisfied with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I really do believe if you're not, if you're not okay with your body, it'll show in your career and in your life and in your relationships and in all other forms. So, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, build something you're proud of. Um, And don't, like, don't hold back on that. You're not, um, you're not Mm -hmm. vain, you're not, um, mm. it's not a bad thing. It's it's you, it's 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 important.
0: Yeah.
1: What would you say to when did you start? And yeah, what would you say? Yeah,
0: probably same age around 18, 19.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would tell her that it's a complete lifestyle shift. It's not mm-hmm. about just reaching that particular body that's gonna make you happy. You're also not gonna sustain it until you realize that it's about your whole mindset as well. So the mental well-being, the physical well-being, changing your habits and your lifestyle. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, they go into their fitness journey being like, all right, like just 12 weeks, just knuckle down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's why it never works because you haven't actually committed to a lifestyle change. All those habits that you have right now, the way that you're thinking your beliefs about yourself, all that needs to change. Mm. So if I was to go back to my 18 year old self, I'd be like, you know what? It's a holistic change that we're looking at right now, not just you getting to the gym or you finding the perfect diet. There is nothing like that. It's the lifestyle that you need.
1: Mm. And yeah. You mentioned earlier on about it didn't allow for you in your bodybuilding and have the best version of yourself. Mm. What is the best version of yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm a true believer that like the, well, the best version of me is someone who obviously takes care of herself, but it's also to be able to it's also able to pour energy into others and mm. to create memories with others, experiences, connections. Um, and when I was bodybuilding, I was living such a restricted lifestyle that it was just me pouring to myself in a way that only kind of allow me to per se get the body that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But when you look at my experiences in life, my connections with people, none of that existed right outside mm-hmm. of the gym. Mm-hmm. My world was literally the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I talked about was macros, my training, uh- my cutting and my building. Yeah. What the
1: hell? I don't know about you but yeah. I used I used to like when I was in that phases, mm. I used to like my Saturday night was defined by like how much calories I had. <laughs> it's like it's like right, let me check how much calories I have. Oh, right, I can do that plan. Whereas like I yes. wanna do that plan, I'll fit my nutrition into it. And it's like mm. It was like, it was the first lens that you look for everything rather than your yes. enjoyment. <laughs> Literally,
0: it's like, am I allowed to do this? Well, just let, let me look at my nutrition or yeah. like my off plan. you like, oh, let me see my coach will allow me. And then I'll tell my friend, oh, I can make it if I could. not I'd be like, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. And I wouldn't be busy. I'd just be at home, like eating my out of my Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? But then you normalize that when you're in it because you don't see, like, you you don't see yourself in it when you're in it because it's just all you know yeah. until you take a step out or maybe you're reminded by like other people in your life mm. of past version of you, right? Um, who you were before bodybuilding. Then you're like, oh crap, like I've really changed. Mm. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I don't know if like girls do this as much, mm. what, but when I was like competing, I remember like middle of the day you're at the toilet and you take an ab check and your day basically <laughs> looked at like how you, if your abs were leaner today than yesterday you're like that dictated like it's like that's a good thing it's a bad thing it, it, it could piss you off in like half an hour and you're like oh yeah <laughs> so no i, I haven't done it actually no, no that was just a, I especially in those last stages it was like we're, we're on track we're moving forward
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh, it's crack that's crack up no <laughs>
1: uh, yeah so i like i mm. for me i can relate to that and the reason mm. why i asked was because it's like i felt that too i felt like mm. I'd, it's not allowing me to be to be the man that I wanted to be and have the experiences that I want. And it kind of like it was the bodybuilding first rather than the ac- mm. that rather than the actual experience. And I had to fit my experiences into the bodybuilding, which I just mm. I just didn't yeah. like. Yeah.
0: And you know what's sad is that there are so many people who just genuinely want to build confidence and build a better body, mm-hmm. but they're literally living like a bodybuilder. Like they're almost restricting themselves in a way that you would have to at a bodybuilding level but obviously not being bodybuilders like there are so many females who join our coaching they're like oh this is what i have to do like this is my like schedule this is what i eat i'm only allowed to eat these certain things this is my training and they're completely overdoing it to a point where i'm like your lifestyle literally sounds like someone who's competing or has to restrict themselves um and it's just like it's so beautiful when you're on the other side of fitness where you're like okay i actually know how to live my best life have a girl's night out have some food out like have great relationships and still be that gym girl and still love my body and feel good
1: yeah Yeah. 100 percent. and like for me like i took steroids and Mm. i was like i thought that would help me i thought Mm. that would be the thing and i thought that would give me so much but then i realized like Like, when I took it, like, that sort of serious with the bodybuilding, I remember doing, like, blood glucose and doing Mm. HRV readings every single day, but all these things, and you're just, like, it just, it doesn't, you just don't need to put yourself through all that Mm. resistance and all that pain.
0: It's so easy to get sucked into it, though, because, like, when you mentioned that, you know, I remember after my second show, my coach was also, like, toying about, obviously, like, steroids and all that, and I literally like considered it. I was so close mm-hmm. to being like, yeah, that's what I want to take me to the next level. But I absolutely had no reason why. Like in highs, I'm like, there's no reason why I would have wanted to take it. But when you're in that like tunnel, it's so hard yeah. to see reality and see what you actually truly value, like your values are all over the place. Mm. Yeah.
1: I kind of like, when I talk to people about it, I mm-hmm. was like, it's kind of like when you're in it, you're in the casino. Mm. and instead of in that casino with like a hundred pounds you've all of a sudden got a million pounds mm. you're gonna have way more fun in there and you can't realize the drawbacks of that and it's just there's more and there's more dangers to that and there's more mm. side effects and stuff but yeah like that w- if i had to go back to the 18 year old self Ben, i'd definitely say you don't need gear for your goals yeah. <laughs> like unless you want to do a compete a compete like at the highest level you just don't need gear
0: yeah did you find that you had body a small coming out of that
1: yeah, hundred percent. Mm, yeah. Oh, I had the, I I went through a whole identity shift, mm. um, and I was getting smaller. I used to be way bigger, mm. and I find that during that whole sort of downsizing and stuff, that I wasn't enough. Mm. Um, that was my view then, and I took it because I didn't feel enough. And when I realized, like, I'm ten times more confident mm. than what I am now, with like two stone lighter. Mm. So it was like that muscle. It wasn't really the thing that was giving me what I wanted, yeah.
0: Interesting, yeah. Honestly, I felt the exact same way, but more so imposter syndrome, Um, because obviously after competing, that was also when I'm still coaching, right? And going through like a weight gain journey and almost being less kind of like strict with my food and not being the girl who tracks every single gram and like, Mm. you know, lives for workouts. I went through a phase where I was like, oh my gosh, like how can I call myself a fitness coach if I'm not like being that super disciplined fit girl. Because for me, for a very long time, it was like, okay, fitness is if I'm shredded all year round, I'm a competitor, I'm super disciplined. Every morning I'm at the Stairmaster doing my fast cardio. To then gain weight and then to kind of be more relaxed my approach, I was actually questioning like, am I still like inspiring for others?
1: I Yeah. I can totally relate to that. And mm. it's, I think it is, uh, there is obviously massive in the female, but for guys, mm every single men's health cover or every single, like, male yeah. YouTuber, every single, like, physique athlete, it's all gear. Like, mm. it is 99% yeah. for guys. You it, yeah. it will be very hard to find someone that's not. It's like, I, I actually like CrossFit because I feel like, well, I don't know. is obviously all the it, ins and outs of that. Like, are they mm. taken or are they not? But, like, for meals, it's completely, like, skewed off in regards to, like, what's naturally possible and we're getting... It's so normal for all these sort of figures to um, be at such a high level of influence. And I thought that I needed to do that to get to that level of influence that impact people. Whereas reality is, I was changing lives all the time throughout mm-hmm. and changing more lives at way less. So like, yeah, I, I can totally relate to that sort of imposter syndrome. Mm, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: So wrapping up this episode... If you could give the listeners one piece of advice, either that's in their fitness, their career, or just even just like their life quality in general, what would it be?
1: For each one or one, just for all three? Either all, yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say, I would say understand yourself more. Understand Mm -hmm. your reading unpack a little bit more of like why you're eating the way you are or what you could do to eat better mm-hmm. understand your energy when your high performance hours are physically and mentally mm-hmm. understand when you need to relax and as well like understand like what is it you really want and just go fucking all in for it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what would you say
0: i would say to believe in yourself to really trust yourself know that if you can back yourself regardless of how hard things get. You are going to succeed. I think a lot of people just do not back themselves enough. Mm. I know the past version of me didn't, um, and you know every hurdle that you meet, success is literally just like just over that hurdle. But a lot mm. of people just stop right before the hurdle. Yeah. So really back yourself, give it your all, and just ask yourself like, what's the worst that could happen if I was to go all in and really, really just trust myself and the process.
1: Love yeah. that. Also class. Amazing. So, I suppose where can mm-hmm. where where can people find you? Like mm-hmm. especially if they've got girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my
0: Instagram cz dot fit. Um, I'm also on YouTube, which is just my full name Chenyang Zhao. So that's C H E N Y A N G Z H A O. Because very hard name to spell. <laughs> How about you? Where can they find you?
1: Ben Heron mm-hmm. with one R. So Ben and then Heron H E R O N mm-hmm. under slash level up on Instagram.
0: Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining in. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, And if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify, screenshot, tag us because we'd love to see you guys tuning in.